First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. The phone number, should you wish to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I really do wish you would text the word DATA today, D-A-T-A, to 33777. Get my morning piece. I, I, I got thoughts on this Kevin McCarthy thing, and I, I'm, I'm trying to, to put them in words. And I, I recall when I was a child, my my parents had a friend who lived in, in Mainz in Germany, and we went there, and we got to go to the opera when I was a kid. Now, I was a nerd, and I love classical music, and it was the, the opera about Orpheus, uh, and it was, it was fascinating. And I've been thinking about this because there's the old story in the old opera, of, well, Dr. Faust. And you got to understand the situation with Dr. Faust. Poor old Dr. Faust sells his soul. This is from the opera, uh, The Damnation of Faust by Berlioz. Uh, Faust sells his soul to Mephistopheles. In exchange, Mephistopheles says he's going to give Faust love and fortune and knowledge. And well, he doesn't. Faust, at the end of days, as all of heaven tells him, you can make, you can change the deal. You can change the deal. Faust does not change the deal. And he winds up in hell. Uh, we could also call this the damnation of Speaker McCarthy because Kevin McCarthy, you should not really feel sorry for Kevin McCarthy. He sold his soul a long time ago. Kevin McCarthy wanted the power. He wanted the speakership. He was always going to be ousted this way. The moment Kevin McCarthy made a deal with Mephistopheles, in this case, Matt Gates, that put him into power, and allowed one person to make a motion to vacate the chair, Kevin McCarthy was always going to be ousted, and it was always going to be by Matt Gates. Matt Gates is the devil in this case. He is Mephistopheles. It is Matt Gates who switched his uh, position in January to allow McCarthy to take the speakership, and then he returned again later and ensured that McCarthy would be ousted as speaker for not giving Gates what he wanted, which no one seemed to know what he actually wanted. Uh, And there we have the story of Dr. Faustus, also written by Christopher Marlowe. Had I as many souls as there be stars, I'd give them all to Mephistopheles. By him, I'll be great emperor of the world. 
and make a bridge through the moving air to pass the ocean with a band of men. I'll join the hills that bind the African shore and make that country continent to Spain and both contributory to my crown. The emperor shall not live but by my leave nor any potentate of Germany. Now that I have obtained what I desired, I'll live in speculation of this art till Mephistopheles return again. And thus it concludes, Faust is gone. Regard his hellish fall, whose fiendful fortune may exhort the wise. Kevin McCarthy wanted the speakership, cut the deal with the devil to get the speakership, and the devil returned and dragged him down to hell. That's what happened here. Now, as is often the case, these deals that go awry they have additional fallout. And the fallout is on those of us who consider ourselves conservatives before we consider ourselves Republicans. Now, I have to pause here because, first of all, I, I do find it very funny uh, that uh, there are a lot of people today referring to rhino, rhinos, and they mean it those who refused to oust Kevin McCarthy. Yesterday, eight Republicans sided with all of the 200-plus Democrats to oust Kevin McCarthy. Uh, they appear to have earned the label rhino to have sided with all the Democrats, but for some reason, some uh, McCarthy haters, and by the way, if you're a longtime listener to this program, you know I, I don't like the guy, did not want him to be speaker. But uh, I don't think the rhino label applies to the Republicans who voted with the Republicans. But nonetheless, there are also those who, in fact, even in the comments of my Substack, for example, uh, are, are talking about the conservatives and the conservatives wanted McCarthy gone. When I was a lawyer, this is just going to be the, the, the tale of, of stories. When I was a lawyer, I had to do mandatory criminal indigent defense. Mandatory criminal indigent defense. I was required to represent poor criminals. Thankfully, one of the people I did not have to represent, but a friend of mine had to represent, was a homeless man who sat out on the street, literally across the street from the office I'm in now. And he would drop his pants and do things to himself, pleasure himself in public, secreting bodily fluids in the process, particularly when he saw a woman, he would do it. He was nuts. He was a crazy homeless man who would, at the slightest provocation, drop his pants and go to town. He wound up going to prison and getting mental help um, and probably is dead by now. He had no impulse control. He had no thought of the future. It was all about what gave him pleasure in the here and now and no impulse control. And that is essentially those who are insisting that uh, Kevin McCarthy needed to go then and there, and it felt good to do it, to scratch the itch, tickle the ear, and toss Kevin McCarthy. As I mentioned, Kevin McCarthy made a deal with the devil. He was always going to be ousted by a motion to vacate. He was always going to be ousted by a motion to vacate. He never should have been speaker to begin with. And in fact, what I find very funny is many of the people who are blasting me for saying he shouldn't have gone at this moment, 
uh, were the very same people who were blasting me back in January for saying the man shouldn't be speaker. Donald Trump in January said he should be speaker, so by God, he should be speaker. Donald Trump said nothing yesterday, so people were fine to turn on him. It is amazing to me the number of people who let one person's opinion guide them. I try to do nothing more here than to give you the information to think for yourself, but I do want you to think about this, those of you who were fine with Kevin McCarthy being ousted yesterday by Matt Gates, It was a lack of impulse control. It was not thinking. It was like the homeless dude outside my office building who dropped his pants whenever he wanted and finally got carted off to prison. Why? Because the big continuing resolution comes up in 42 days. You've just squandered all of your leverage. Had you waited 30 more days and let the continuing resolution take shape. You could have extracted more concessions from Kevin McCarthy that benefited conservatives. And if you didn't, you would have had a larger number of people instead of eight rallying to oust Kevin McCarthy. You gave up all your leverage on the big continuing resolution. In the process now, the House isn't even going to consider a new speaker until at least next Wednesday. They've gone home. Patrick McHenry from North Carolina is now the speaker pro tem. He sent them all home till next Wednesday. So now the Senate's in the driver's seat for the continuing resolution. You get a new speaker next week. You're going to be 35, 36 days left to try to come up with a negotiating position with the the Senate. Meanwhile, the Senate will work with House Republican moderates and the Democrats to give Ukraine everything it wants. I suspect Republicans will be able to get good border security out of this. I I think what you're going to see is Republicans will tie border security and uh, Ukraine together. If you want to fund Ukraine, Democrats, you got to fund the border for us. That's a fair bargain. Ukraine's probably going to get funded out of this because by Matt Gates doing what he did yesterday instead of 30 days from now, he squandered all the leverage. See, no one's going to become Speaker of the House without a commitment one way or the other in writing or a real agreement that is somehow binding to the parties, that you're not going to immediately be able to oust that person in the next continuing resolution. Matt Gates forced conservatives to give up all their leverage. It's why people like Scott Perry and Chip Roy uh, and Dan Bishop and others didn't go along with this. It's not that they never would. They probably would have 30 days from now if McCarthy wasn't structuring a good conservative deal for the ultimate continuing resolution. It was about the timing. It wasn't about it happening. McCarthy was always going to get ousted. It was about the timing. But Gates has no impulse control. He's a very smart guy. He is a very smart guy, but he has no impulse control, much like Donald Trump. He got the feeling that now was the time to do it, and so now was the time to do it with no thought of the strategy, no thought of the plan, and no thought of who to replace McCarthy. Jim Jordan spoke in defense of McCarthy and is now was blasted, by the way, by um, Gates for a failure theater of an impeachment hearing. And now, uh, ironically, if you want to see how transactional this is, uh, Jordan defended McCarthy and attacked the process by which he was ousted. Gates then attacked Jordan and the impeachment hearing, and now Jordan says he's going to run for speaker, and Matt Gates is backing him. That's how transactional all of this is in Congress. 
Kevin McCarthy was always going to be ousted by a motion to vacate. It was always going to happen. He sold his soul for power, and the devil's bill came due. But had Matt Gates just waited 30 to 35 more days, he would have strengthened the conservative negotiating position for the continuing resolution that will ultimately lock in government spending for the next year. Instead, he did it yesterday and shot the whole conservative wad on having the power to oust the speaker because anyone who takes the speakership now is going to want to guarantee that they're not going to even have a threat of being ousted until after this new continuing resolution. So now the Senate is in the driver's seat. The Senate is going to structure a Ukraine deal. The House may be able to structure border security in the process. And House moderate Republicans, who did in fact hold the line with House conservatives, who did in fact suck it up and agree to terms from House conservatives on spending cuts, now have no reason to do so. If you get 218 members of the House of Representatives together, they can structure legislation and call it a dis- sign something called the discharge position, and they can force a vote on the floor of the House. What now is stopping House moderates from working with the Democrats to structure a deal to fund Ukraine? Nothing. All of the leverage conservatives had went out the window the moment Matt Gates decided to now, instead of 35 days from now, do this. Kevin McCarthy was always going to be ousted, but timing mattered greatly. Why do you oust him after a 45-day spending package when you have a one-year spending package coming up still to be negotiated? Now you've ousted him. You have no one to replace him. The replacement's not going to come until at least a week from today. That puts the Senate in the driver's seat to structure a package with House Republican moderates and House uh, Democrats that leaves conservatives on the sidelines. It was not smart to do it from a conservative standpoint. The people who did this, the eight Republicans who did this, a couple of whom are actually friends of mine, I think the world of Ken Buck. But they should have waited. They should not have done it at the moment. It was another example of Republicans firing before aiming and thinking, hmm, what's on the horizon? How about a massive government spending package that we could hold our fire and use our leverage to structure? Nope, can't do that. Feels good. We got to do it now. Just like the homeless man dropping his pants. Dr. Faust, have no sympathy for him. He made his deal with the devil and the devil called the bill. But for conservatives and for the country and for the spending and for the future, you should be a little concerned what Matt Gaetz just did undermines conservative leverage to restructure the future and save the country. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. 
They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. You know, welcome, by the way. Uh, So one of the things that I have noticed over time, and and I'm I'm trying to be diplomatic here because I I really don't mean to offend anybody, but I, I am more and more aware that when I talk about these things, someone gets offended, whether you mean to or not. Uh, But the left suffers all sorts of delusions, and uh, one of the the ways that postmodernism manifests itself is that people use words and they change definitions. The left, for example, is a lot of low-information voters who get their news from MSNBC, which doesn't uh, really tell them the truth. But I'm more and more mindful of the fact that on my side of the aisle as well, on the right, there are new people who have come into politics who are as emotional as the people on the left, who aren't really thinking they trust other people to tell them what to do and to think. Uh, They see members of their tribe react in certain ways and decide they must as well. And there's really not a lot of thought in the process. And we shouldn't think that when the left suffers some mania or delusion, there aren't people on the right who don't suffer similarly. Revising words, the the number of people have told me the conservative position uh, is to oust Kevin McCarthy. I didn't want him in the first place, and some of these people were perfectly fine to have him. Uh, It's not that the conservative position is not to oust or not to oust a particular speaker, I would think. The conservative position is to get the government as small as possible to be able to drown it in the bathtub. And this timing and strategy is just going to grow the government. So I'm not sure how it's conservative other than someone you like who you identify as a conservative said this is so, so it's so. That's not actually conservatism. If anything, that's collectivism, the following a herd and not actually think about this stuff with any sort of reason and just do it emotionally because it feels good to do it. We'll tell you what will feel good to do is to save over 80% off your shipping costs which you can do with the post office or UPS through stamps.com. You can manage orders with a mobile app. You can schedule package pickups at your house or place of business. So you don't even have to go stand in line. It's so convenient. No traffic, no waiting, no lines. Do it on your computer or your mobile device day or night. When you're running out of supplies, you just order from stamps.com. Over a million businesses use stamps.com, including mine. You can sign up today with Eric as your code for a special offer. Four-week trial, free postage, free digital scale. There's no long-term commitment. This is a key here. There's no long-term commitment. There's no contract. All you do is go to stamps.com. You'll click on the microphone. You'll see it at the top right. You click on the microphone, and you put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Get started with stamps.com today for all of your shipping needs. Through the post office, through UPS, you can arrange the cheapest, best shipping options for yourself. Save some money. Get the digital scale. Get the free postage. Do not sign a long-term contract. Stamps.com, click the microphone, put in Eric. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Nate emails, why can't the Republicans just take their time electing a conservative speaker and shut it down if they don't elect one in time? 
As a conservative, I have a problem with that approach. If there's no speaker, the continuing resolution can't move forward, no matter what the Senate Dems and the rhinos propose. Okay, great question. We need to first acknowledge something. I think there's a, a presupposition that Nate has um, that I, I used to share that I no longer do. Conservatives are not in the majority of the majority. The Republicans may control the House, but conservatives do not control the Republican Party. If you decide, let, let's just play this out, that you know what, we're not, we're going to take our time on the speaker. The clock is ticking. We're going to take our time. If it takes us a month to get the conservative speaker we want, that's fine. Here's what will happen. The House Republican moderates will eventually side with the Democrats, pick one of the House Republican moderates to be speaker, and Katie bar the door. The reason the House Republican moderates have sided with the conservatives on a host of issues is because many of the moderates are in swing districts where they want conservative money coming to them to help them battle the Democrats without getting the conservative ire or Donald Trump attacking them. If they're primaried, they lose. Look at Peter Meyer. Peter Meyer was a moderate Republican congressman from Michigan. He voted to impeach Donald Trump. A conservative ran against him and beat him in the primary, and the Democrats took the seat. The question is, do you want a right of center? I didn't, I'm not saying conservative. Do you want a right of center Speaker of the House who listens to conservatives, takes them seriously, and gives them stuff? Or do you want an open rebellion of the House moderate Republicans siding with the Democrats and marginalizing conservatives in the House? Because those are kind of your options. Conservatives do not control a majority of the Republican conference. They claim to, but they don't. Republicans use conservative as a synonym. So does the media. If you're a Republican, you're considered a conservative. Doesn't matter how progressive you are. But actual conservatives who believe in small government and cutting government growth, they're in the minority of the majority. If you decide, you know what, we're going to dig in our heels, we're going to take weeks to pick the speaker, and we got a continuing resolution, and this could cause the government to shut down, you're going to see House Republican moderates and Democrats cut a deal. You don't want that to happen. There, There is, we're on the clock here. We got 42, 43 days before another government shutdown. Uh, the House or the Senate is only in session 10 days over the next 40 days. Uh, there, they'll be negotiating behind the scenes, but they'll actually only be doing stuff over the next, uh, over 10 days, over the next 40 the House is out until next Wednesday, so the clock is ticking. you got to find a speaker, however long that takes, starting next Wednesday. Maybe a consensus candidate will emerge, and then you got to do the negotiating. And on this time, it puts the Senate in the driver's seat. There, A majority of Congress wants to fund Ukraine. That's probably going to happen. A majority of Republicans want to fund the border. There's a compromise there to be had. But on the rest of this stuff, I mean, Kevin McCarthy— was not a conservative. He was a transactional politician. But in his transactions, he gave conservative seats on the Rules and Appropriations Committees for the first time. 
He agreed to try to do regular order and appropriations. It didn't work. It wasn't his fault, though. People are blaming him. He tried. It was Republicans who were obstructing the process. So you gotta you gotta pick your poison at this point. Um, you drag this out and say we're just gonna let the government shut down if we can't find a speaker. You will see some of the Republicans work with the Democrats, find an acceptable Republican, and they will open the government and marginalize and alienate the rest of us. This is part of the problem. Pierce, you're gonna be up first today. Welcome. Hey Eric, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Well, a couple of things. A couple of things. Number one, did the Republicans just commit suicide and Matt Gates is the samurai sword they fell on? <laughs> and <laughs> the other thing is this just gives Democrats such fodder for campaign ads going into next year's elections. And we may very possibly lose control of Congress and hand Biden a second term with this disruption in the middle of the year like this. You know, look, there are real concerns, I think, about um, how this happened and the timing of it. It was always going to happen. Uh, The question is, where do you squeeze maximum leverage out of Kevin McCarthy and and his friends in order to get a a better deal for conservatives when it comes to spending? Uh, My personal theory, Pierce, is that right now most Americans don't care. They don't expect Congress to be functional. They, they don't expect Congress to be smart. Uh, they hate Congress. Ironically, of all the major leaders in Washington, Kevin McCarthy had the highest popularity with the American public, which is, is, um, which is kind of funny when you think about it because I don't particularly care for the guy. And uh, most Americans kind of saw him as the one guy who was getting stuff done. And you had eight Republicans and all the Democrats ousting. The I don't think next year people are going to linger on this. However, it's like Joe Biden leaving Afghanistan. Joe Biden's polling decisively changed when he, we packed up and left Afghanistan the way we did, and he's never been able to get uh, high water marks again. He, he's never been able to get over 50%. It wasn't Afghanistan. People were not at the grocery store or at the voting booth in 2022 saying, oh, Afghanistan, I hate Joe Biden. But they did have this general sense that the guy really isn't good. Now, they hated Trump more and Trump candidates more, so they sided with the Democrats in 2022. I mean, the the irony here, if we're really looking at the irony of, of what happened with Kevin McCarthy and the humor of this, in 2022, voters rejected pro-Trump candidates. Voters went with Democrats in places where the Republican candidates were too tied to Donald Trump. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, uh, even in Georgia, all of Donald Trump's candidates except one lost statewide. The only real gains for Republicans cumulatively was the House of Representatives. And it was Kevin McCarthy and his super PAC that really did a lot of that. Now, part of it was the screw-up in New York with redistricting, or Republicans probably would have lost some in the House, too. And But we, we didn't take back the Senate. We actually lost state legislative seats. We lost gubernatorial seats. But we won in the House. And McCarthy and his super PAC funded a lot of that. Uh, it wasn't Trump writing those checks. It was McCarthy writing the super PAC checks to help those Republican candidates. Now, again... 
Had New York redistricting gone a different way, it probably wouldn't have mattered, but it actually does because New York redistricting went a particular way. McCarthy's team took advantage of it, and so the guy who actually gained seats for the GOP just got thrown out of office. Uh, by Matt Gates, it's actually kind of ironically funny that this happened. I don't think voters will linger on this. I don't think voters will care next year. I think the issue is the perception of Republicans uh, just can't govern. And that'll be the Democratic argument that Republicans can't govern. All they can do is squabble. And um, th- that may set in unless conservatives get this right and Republicans get this right. They're going to have to figure out next week who they want as a new speaker. Will it be Jim Jordan? Will it be Steve Scalise? Those are the two big names floating. Scalise is absolutely going to run. I would suspect it would be Scalise sooner than it would be Jordan, given the dynamics of the House and uh, bridging the gap. I wish my buddy Chip Roy would do it, but there's no way on God's good earth I would wish that job on him, and he certainly doesn't want to do it. Several people online suggested that as punishment, Matt Gates should have to be Speaker of the House. That may that may work, but he's nobody's going to do that. He, by the way, I don't think they will oust him from the conference for this. He's not well liked within the Republican conference. Even a number of those eight members who sided with him don't care for him. They don't trust him. But you only have a four vote majority. You don't want to toss any member of that majority. Now, Ariel, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Ariel. How are you? Hey, Eric. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Well, you just kind of answered a little bit of my question talking just now, but um, two things, and I'll let you answer them, um, and I'll just listen in. The first was I haven't heard anything recently on the training center in Atlanta, and I know that I read like a a judge was maybe letting votes be counted, not votes, but like the signatures be counted and looked at. And so, like, what's the latest on that? Are they going to actually be able to somehow get this project shut down? And is there anything the governor can do? And secondly, um, to the McCarthy thing, whether you like him, don't like him, conservative, moderate, whatever, the man brings in a ton of money. And he ha- he's really good at fundraising and spending, like you just said previously, spent a lot of money to get some of these people reelected, especially people that voted for Trump to be impeached in 2020, that he had to save their seats. Um, so what happens kind of now with that money, and how do you see that going? Because I don't know if another somebody who's going to fill his seat can bring in that kind of money. Um, yeah, so yeah you I'll know, let you answer, and I'll just listen online all right. or listen on the phone. Thank you very Perfect, much. Um, okay, Ariel. So he, here's on the on the uh, Atlanta police training facility. I'm not sure what the status is. I think that uh, the judge's decision to allow the signatures was appealed and put on hold. Uh, and I'm, I will check on that resolution. On McCarthy, look, I, I'm not a fan of the guy, but he knew how to raise money. Uh, ironically, he saved Nancy Mace, and she voted against him. And several of the other Republicans who voted against him, it was it was McCarthy's money that got them across the finish line. Uh, and he may now, well, I'm sure he will turn against them, not fund them. Um, and I don't even know that he's going to stay in the House. Will he run again? He's He's been to the height of power. Why do you stay in the House? Pelosi is, uh, but Will McCarthy, he coveted relentlessly the position of Speaker of the House. And it's gone now, taken from him. So why would he stay? I, 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 don't, I don't know why he will bother staying. And if so, his fundraising operation goes with him. 
and his spinning operation goes with him, and we'll have to find someone to take his place. And I'm sure someone can, but it's not actually an easy thing. Someone's going to have to do it. Now, speaking of things that are easy, Vision computers, they're easy to work with. They can build you a computer, a laptop or a desktop, and then they can service it for you. Now, I realize you're thinking, I can go to the big box store, and I can buy generic name brand big box PC, and I can take it to them or have them come to my house if I have a problem. Did you know Vision can remote into your computer to fix it for you, to set up software, to uninstall stuff, to check antivirus? Vision gives you a phone number that they'll answer day or night if you have a problem. And they can do this not just for you. They can do it for your business as well. Did you know that? They save you money by building the PC, the laptop or desktop that you want, not just need, but want. And then they save you money by being your IT support. So you don't even have to have, if you're a small business, an IT guy. And if you're at home, you don't have to keep lugging your computer back to the shop every time you need something. Vision can often remote in or talk to them over the phone and they can guide you through the process and you learn at the same time. It's a great company with great deals. You can get an even better deal if you call them at 404-COMPUTE and ask about the Eric Erickson Special. It doesn't matter where you are in the United States. If you call them at 404-COMPUTE and ask about the Eric Erickson Special, they can build you a PC, laptop or desktop, and then they can service it for you. They can save you money for your home or for your business. They can do big orders for a business, providing every employee a computer, or just for your house. If your kid needs a computer, if you need one, they can take care of you. Visioncomputers.com is the website, visioncomputers.com, or call them at 404-COMPUTE and ask about the Eric Erickson special. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are in the nation, they can help your business grow. If you're buying a building, building a building, uh, buying a franchise, you name it, they can help you. Call them, get their info, firstlibertyga.com. Phone numbers on the website, spend 10 minutes with them, see if they're a good fit for you, firstlibertyga.com. Now, I I got to talk about this Army-Navy situation. Have you all heard about this? The Army-Navy uh, game is in Massachusetts, Gillette, Massachusetts, and, or Gillette Stadium, and people can't get reservations at hotels. So the Army and Navy veterans who want to go watch the Army-Navy football game can't get reservations because that's where they're putting all of the illegal aliens. I'm not making that up. True story. This is in the Boston Herald. Uh, Army-Navy game at Gillette Stadium turned into cluster because migrants have taken up the hotel rooms. The <laughs> Wow. I feel awful for these people. This is a terrible government policy coming home to root. That you want to go see the Army-Navy game, you're going to have to commute a great distance to see the game because all the hotels in the area, the cheap hotels in particular, are taken up by the migrants. In New York, the same thing. You got Kathy Huckel, the governor of New York, saying the Biden administration needs to close the border. And when she was told on TV that they say the border's closed, she openly laughed at them about the border situation, uh, saying it's it's not closed. You, you do understand that. So this is, I, I mentioned post-modernity. 
And it took me a very long time to realize what postmodernity is and to explain what postmodernity is, things like that. Uh, the number one hallmark of it is words do not mean what the words are supposed to mean. You change the definitions of the words because in postmodernity, power comes from definitions of words. It sounds absurd, but it's from Marxist ideology. Marxist ideology means that uh, is all about power. And the power comes from control of words. They gaslight you. When the Biden administration says the border is open, they really mean that the border or that the border is closed. They really mean that it's open. But they say that it's closed. And, and so they're truthful because a closed border is a porous border. So people can still get through because of the nature of the border, but it's actually a closed border, even though it's not. It's word games. They do this all the time. Boys can become girls. Girls can become boys. Open borders can identify as closed borders. This is what they do. It's all the nature of power. Now, sadly, that fallout from that power and what the left is doing is starting to get people killed. Two advocates for People they believe were maligned by society have now been murdered, one in Brooklyn, one in Philadelphia. They are two individuals who denied there was a crime wave, two individuals who supported permissive government policies towards criminals, and the criminal element have now taken their lives. I actually want to talk about this issue in some depth when we come back. Move beyond the raw politics of Washington today. This is actually a pretty big story. These individuals have been killed. The policies they advocated for led to their deaths. But it's not just them. It's so many other people as well. And the left cannot admit that they have failed. The left cannot admit their policies failed. The left cannot admit that the societal policies for which they agitated for are causing the collapse of society around us. How many people must be killed by criminal elements in this country before progressives realize the policies for which they advocated have led to the deaths of so many people, including now two progressive advocates of the policies that kept criminal elements, crazy people on the streets. It's sad. It's notable. It's got to change. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.